game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. To Nugent Hopkins, over to McDavid, waiting, pulls it, shoots it, save, rebound, scores! Leon Dreisaitl with the loose puck, and the Oilers take a 2-1 lead. The Edmonton Oilers win again. Leon Dreisaitl with a goal and two assists as the Oilers beat the Los Angeles Kings 3-1 tonight. The Oilers are now 46-23-9 on the season. They jump a point ahead of Los Angeles into second place in the Pacific Division. Both teams with four games left. The Oilers three points behind Vegas, who got one point tonight. Vegas also with four games remaining. Thanks for staying up with us. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, the last time these two teams played, there were 80 shots on goal. 43-37 were the shots in favor of the Kings. Tonight, the shots 33-21 in favor of Edmonton. The teams combined for just five shots in the first period. L.A. had a 3-2 edge. It was a lower event game, but the Oilers proving here that when when the game starts going towards one style or another or whatever, whichever one you want to pick, they can roll with it and they can figure out how to get the two points. Well, Ken Holland's built a good hockey club and he knew that they couldn't be a one-trick pony. You just can't try to outscore your mistakes. you got to be able to play a bunch of different ways. When you go through a Stanley Cup playoff run, you're going to play different teams that have different styles. So you got to be able to match up against anybody. And in tonight's game, we talked about it after the first period, the LA Kings want to play a certain style and they will stay in that style as long as the game is even or if they're winning. But once the Oilers scored and took the lead, well, then LA had to open it up a little bit. And we saw that's why the shots and the chances started to increase as the game went on simply because LA had to get away from what made them successful. Uh, The Oilers played a fantastic road game. They played a fantastic game that they need to do to win in the playoffs. And and L.A. will be better when the playoffs begin. They'll get better. They'll get healthier. They're missing three guys in their lineup. But the Oilers went in tonight, and uh, they set the tone, and they played patient. And when they needed a big save, once again, Stuart Skinner, who seems like every time there's a big moment in his season, he's excellent. So I know that people are wondering, is, is this goaltending good enough for the Edmonton Oilers? Well, I've yet to see a crack in Stuart Skinner. But yes, the Edmonton Oilers came in, played a low-event hockey game, and proved they're capable of playing high-event like they did in Vegas and winning, or low-event like they did in L.A. and winning. Yeah, quite a run here for the Oilers. They've won five straight. They're 10-0-1 in their last 11, Rob. And, and you can just divide it up. You can just put the season in, into the two halves. After 41 games, uh, I guess after... Yeah, after 41 games, the Oilers were 21-17-3. So since then, since we went into the second half of the season, they're 25-6-6. I mean, they've had six games out of 37 in which they didn't get at least a point. Well, the one thing we've seen since Connor McDavid has come into the league, he gets better as the season goes on. So when your leader and the best player in the world gets better in the second half, usually drags the rest of your team along. And 
I, I think this team had a, an awakening half right around Christmas time. They weren't where they expected to be. They were fighting for a wild card spot against an expansion team, the Seattle Kraken. And I think they had one of those, okay, let's sit down and think about where we, what we have to do to be better because this isn't where we want to be. We expect to win the division. We expect to win the conference. And I think the Oilers just started playing a much more detailed game. I think as a coaching staff, you sit down and say, okay, this is how we've played over the first part of the season. Hasn't gone as well as we expected. Let's take, back, let's take a look back at the video and how we played late in the season last year when we were successful. And we can see the difference in the styles. And I think once the others start playing a better defensive structure, you saw how much better they were as a team. They don't give up the grade A scoring chances they gave up earlier in the year. They're not giving up the odd man breaks. Uh, the LA Kings, any opportunities they had tonight, they earned because the Edmonton Oilers didn't give anything away. And I think that's the biggest thing from the first half of the season and the second half of the season. The Oilers aren't giving away opportunities. They're forcing teams to earn them. That's our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. Yeah, I, I really thought that tonight, Rob, and some of the other games the Oilers have played against, especially the ones they've played against high-end opponents. And, and and you talk about it a lot. There's not a lot of hope place. You know, there, there's not a lot of, oh, risk-reward, and I'm going to make the play that's 80% risky. It, it's just a lot of more controlled hockey, put the puck in a safe place of the ice. And I mean, even though, like, I thought that line of Bugstad, Fogel, and Yadmark tight, like they're not flashy, but they put the puck down below the icing line in the other team's end. And, and they, they pin it down there as long as possible. It's not glamorous they, they hockey, understand the rules. but it works. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's the biggest thing is the, the others got players in their lineup playing in the bottom six that understand what their role is, what, what's the expectation. Uh, and they take pride in it. I, I think over about, probably about halfway through the year too you and i we were talking how there were certain players i mean they'd always have three guys or four guys that were under nine minutes in ice time and it's hard for those players to feel like they're contributing if uh, they get a shift and they wait for 12 minutes 13 minutes well now players are being rolled through we saw beginnings of period where leon was out there with costin and ryan and if you're a third or fourth line guy and all of a sudden you're starting a period that gives you a boost a boost of energy and you're going to go out and do whatever it takes to get the, the job done. So uh, the others have got the, the players with the ability every time they step on the ice to score a goal. But they also have to have guys that they can step out there that keep momentum going in the right direction, that tires the opposition down by keeping them hemmed into their own zone. Uh, so if you get caught out, if Ryan and Bukestad and Costin gets caught out with the Kopitar line, keep them pinned in, tire them out. So that the next time they come out against McDavid, they're fatigued. So the Oilers role players understand their roles and they've been playing it very, very well now for three, four months. Bugstad, by the way, 15-23 of ice time tonight. He went 10 out of 13 in the faceoff circle. So talk about a guy coming in and, and doing the job that uh, he was traded for to do. Bugstad coming through with that tonight. The Oilers beat the LA Kings 3-1. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration, named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. It's Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft. Not a lot of room on the ice tonight. Very well played game by both teams. I thought both teams played hard. Both teams had the chance to win. And, um, we found a way, which is a good sign for our group. Maybe not the highest shot total against Stuart Skinner, but many of the grade-A quality. Uh, just his 
Im continuous improvement and his impression that uh, seems to be everlasting here in this season. Yeah, well, uh, let's start with the team first, like you talked about there. I thought we gave up 21 shots on net, uh, which is a good thing, a really good thing. There were a couple breakdowns, but um, that's normal. Uh, and when we broke down, Stewart was there. I think he's gaining more and more confidence. Um, he's very uh, mature, has a belief in himself and what he can do, and he played well, and when he was called upon, he, was, he stood tall for us. Okay, did it have a playoff-type feel to you this game? Yeah. Yeah, I think the last two games against LA have felt like that. Um, certainly, we're a lot more pleased with how we played in this building tonight than the one in January. Um, you know, I thought, uh, as I said, both teams competed hard. Both teams had the chance to win tonight. In the end, uh, we found a way. I thought our game breakers were able to um, solve some uh, problems that their penalty kill presented. And uh, they made the big plays at the right time. And, you know, that's, that's what they do. That's that's why they're the best in the world. When it comes to the players on the bench, do you feel a sense of comfort from the group in their willingness to play any game that is thrown at them? Yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, I don't know necessarily, I think that's something that has been developed over time here. Uh, what I really liked was our patience tonight. As we said, uh, we didn't force anything. I also liked our persistence. So it sounds like two different things, but I don't think it is. Um, I think if we can play a patient and persistent game, it's going to serve us well going forward. Uh, as I said, I think we have some game breakers that when chances present themselves, they can make a team pay. Um, but I really loved how hard we were defensively, how hard we competed. Um, now we got to rest up and get ready for Anaheim tomorrow night. Good. Thanks, guys. All right. That is Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after the Oilers beat the Kings 3-1. Nugent Hopkins with a couple of points. He's up to 99 on the season. Dreisaitl, three points. 13-game point streak, 27 points during that run. And a point for McDavid. He has 23 points over the course of an 11-game. Uh, pardon me. Uh, to see, Rob, they're so big, you lose track. Uh, Drysaddle's up to 13 games. Yeah, McDavid's up to 12, 23 over 12 as the Oilers win 3-1 in Los Angeles. That's a $300 donation for 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're given 100 bucks every time the Oilers score throughout the season. Okay, you can get in touch at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Edmonton takes it 3-1 in Los Angeles. More ahead on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Kings bench so as Kaliev comes in on the right wing. Now to Deneau to the middle. Oh, out save by Skinner. And he holds on to it. That is Stuart Skinner's save of the game. Presented by Crystal Glass, call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Skinner with 20 saves on 21 shots. Oilers win 3-1. Skinner's record on the season, Rob, 26-14-5. And, and we should note, L.A. scored tonight that broke a shutout streak by the Oilers. Both goalies combined, obviously, because they split the two shutouts. 171 minutes and 58 seconds between goals against for the Oilers and, of course, Rob, 
uh, what's I think going to make a lot of fans happy, just one goal against in three games. Well, it certainly will because this is not how the Oilers were expected to have to be able to win. They thought, okay, they probably have to score four or five each night to win hockey games, but they're proving they can win other ways. Um, and we had a we had a caller, you and I, probably three weeks ago, maybe a little longer ago, called and said, should Stuart Skinner be considered for the, the Calder? And, well, I, I think after the month that he had of March, added on to the season, the All-Star game, and then the importance of the games that he's winning, and not only winning, but being fantastic and... Yeah, I think Stuart Skinner certainly should be in the conversation of Rookie of the Year. He's had that good a season, and and it just continued. This has been, uh, of all the players that, that have had career years, and a whole bunch of them have this year, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, the two superstars, the biggest surprising one would be Stuart Skinner. And the others have needed it more than any of the other guys simply because he was supposed to be their backup goalie. Well, he has more appearances. Now, this is just goaltenders, but I, yep. I I just sorted the goaltenders because for a lot of the season, Logan Thompson has been talked about as a Rookie of the Year candidate. And rightfully so. He had a great start to the year. Skinner has played 10 more games. Mm-hmm. He has five more wins. Uh, the goals against average is advantage Thompson, 2.65 well, this isn't updated for Skinner. It was 2.88, so it'll be like 2.85 now or something probably, right? But the, the thing Sa- with Thompson, Sa- though, Thompson got hurt, so yeah. he hasn't been around. And in the important games of the season, Skinner's been playing and Thompson hasn't. So Skinner's bypassed Thompson by far. Now Skinner's going to be rated against a, a Matty Bernier from, from Seattle and that uh, the kid Michelli Mich- from Michelli Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. But t- to me, I, I mean, we all know the most important position – in hockey is goaltending. And if you look at the importance that Stuart Skinner has become to this Oilers team, are the Oilers, you know, battling for the conference championship without Stuart Skinner having the year he is? It, it would if, if, if he was your normal backup goaltender, Jack Campbell's, he, he's had an off year, a really off year. Stuart Skinner has turned the season around for the Edmonton Oilers. So not only do I believe Stuart Skinner should be in the conversation, I, I think he's got to be right near the top of that conversation just for the importance that he has given, that he has been to this team and the importance of his position. All right, so the Oilers win 3-1. Stuart Skinner, the fourth star of the game for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. The three stars picked in the arena tonight. Nuge, the third star. Victor Arvidsson, he got LA's only goal. He's the second star. And with three points, Leon Dreisaitl is the first star. 780-496-0063. We have Joey standing by. Joey, thanks for staying up and giving us a call. What's up? Hey, Joey, go ahead. Joey or Kelly? Oh, I, I'm pardon me. I had your I had the wrong name down. Go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, yeah I just have a couple quick comments here. The owners came in tonight, 54 point or 54 goals above uh, their, their opposing team. So they outscored the teams by 54 points. The Oilers will always win when they set both the tone and the pace. Now, they're both the same thing, but they end up being the different things, right? The tone is how they're going to hit, how they're going to push. The pace is how fast they're going to get there, right? The other thing I wanted to say tonight is someone's got to talk to Louie and Jack because they they jinxed that shutout. They had that... Uh, wow. that uh, wow. No, you won't find any jinx talk with me. I don't believe in jinxes. 
I, I'm a firm believer that they, they should have said that word, and they said it. But, hey, we got the win, right? And that's the point, and we're, we're, we're heading towards the division championship. I think that uh, I, I think that Jack said it, and Louis was avoiding saying it. They put up that graphic. See, yeah, and, and I've I've done after the TV period. games. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They, the guys on air do have no say on the graphics. They're they're told, okay, here comes the graphics. Talk about it. And you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about this one. I agree. I don't. I not into the jinxing or or anything like that. Um, but I, I mean, it, it was a seeing eye goal for Arvidsson but the best part about it for the Oilers when they gave up the goal their next shift and we've seen that a lot as of late they give up a goal then the other team doesn't get to sit on it they don't get to enjoy it I mean this is in LA the place went crazy when they tied the game up and instead of having you know 5 10 15 minutes of excitement in the building right away McDavid comes out with his line draws a penalty and at that point you can see the deflate on the bench of the LA Kings they're like we just tied this up and now the best power play in the world's going on and you just knew i mean this is this is a recipe that we've seen many many times for the oilers good goaltending and a late power play spells victory so yeah the 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 goal came but it was the response afterwards by the oilers that really set as this gentleman called the tone in this hockey game they did not uh they did not back off the Oilers. they came out and pushed again in the very next shift yeah well and i and i think too rob to sort of tie it all together with what we were talking about earlier about not you know, not making the high risk plays, you know, not uh not making the low percentage plays, all that kind of stuff. And and I think this comes just with I mean look, like like we've talked about, all the Oilers star players are what, twenty five and older, you know, and mm-hmm. they've brought in other guys that are twenty five and older. Ekholm's in his thirties. So they and Todd, I mean, the, we, we always loved a lot of the things Todd said. You got 60 minutes to win a game, sometimes 65 in, in the regular season. In the playoffs, it can take forever, but you, you don't have to win it in the first minute. And this game was scoreless after the first period, as we talked about, with five combined shots on goal. And the Oilers were fine. They, they didn't come out thinking like, oh, my God, we, we only have two shots. We better score right away. Like, I can't believe we haven't scored yet. No, stay with it. Stay with it. Get your chance on the power play and, and then and you know, go from there. Well, I, I think you said it best there is the Oilers are really good in low event hockey games because there's always going to be three penalties. You're going to get three power plays minimum. That's the way it is in the National Hockey League. And the Oilers know we're going to score in our power play. And if the if you're not going to give much up five on five, well, we'll wait. Eventually, we're going to win a race or we're going to win a battle and we're going to get our power play. And then when we score on that power play, now we're forcing you to open it up a little bit. So when the Oilers play the LA Kings in the playoffs, and I truly believe they will first or second round, the key to beat the LA Kings is get the lead in the games. Once the Oilers got the lead, then the LA Kings had to open it up. And when you open it up, the Oilers are a better team than just about anyone in the national hockey league. When you start to trade chances that way, still play smart defensively, but now the LA Kings have to forecheck. Now they have to pinch. Now they have to try and put pucks through in a neutral zone. And that's where the Edmonton Oilers started getting it and quickly transitioning back the other way. So playing against the LA Kings, it's imperative you score first. And the Oilers did in both games. All right. The Oilers win 3-1. Also, Tracy is a winner tonight of Set the Line, courtesy River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. I set the line. At three and a half, combined points by McDavid and Dreisaitl. She took the over, and it was the over. 
thanks to Darnell Nurse's bank shot in the final couple minutes into the empty net that got Dreisaitl his third assist. McDavid got a point as well. So Tracy gets a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. 780-496-0063. We have Kyle on the line. Hello, Kyle. You're on with Robin Reed. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm one for a little superstition myself, so that whole call out of the shutout thing, I believed it myself as well. But I, I think on the other side of that coin, sometimes in these low-event games, it almost takes us that 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 jump, that jolt of somebody scoring on us. And like you mentioned, we score again moments later. It almost takes that, it's like a defibrillator, right? It takes that shock of us to realize that they're playing against us. We're not just skating around by ourselves. So, yes, I'm a little bit of superstitious, and I don't didn't like the shutout fallout, and I hope that it, superstition doesn't follow through because the same fallout about the whole 6-3 to three thing against the Ducks coming up. Hopefully that superstition doesn't fall through either because I'd love to see a 6-3 to three game. But I think sometimes that shock is what we need to put one on the board. Thanks, Kyle. Um, yeah, well, I, I just think that the Oilers understood uh, you give up a goal, you can't let L.A. get a little momentum going. And what you do when you give up a goal, you put your best player on the ice the next shift and ask him to go create. And he forced the L.A. Kings to take a penalty on him. So uh, the Oilers have been very good with response for quite a while now. I mean, the, the record the Oilers have is not an aberration. The, the Oilers are that good a hockey club. And they're continuing to find different ways to win, different heroes each and every night. And tonight was the exact way you win in playoffs. You win the specialty teams battles and your goaltender plays well. And if you get that kind of effort by Skinner and your specialty team, teams do what they did, you're going to win series. And that's what the Oilers are very good. Their penalty killing is much better now, much better. Power play's always been good, and Stuart Skinner's given them quality starts. All right, and speaking of Stuart Skinner, here he is. Can you talk about your team's ability to win hockey games in different fashions, whether it's run and gun or shutting it right down? Yeah, I think uh, whatever, however the other team plays, like their type of style, I think we have the guys in here that are smart enough, have had enough experience to play that way. Um, and sometimes it, you know, depending on the type of game that's played and depending on the time of the period and all that, all situations are, are different. And, um, you know, it just shows that our guys are ready for any type of style. And, um, you know, I thought I thought we've been playing really, really well uh, just consistently every single uh, game, uh, for especially the past little bit here. And um, goes to show. Your power play has been automatic almost all year, but especially so as of late. What goes through your mind when your team gets a power play? Yeah, um, I mean... For me, it's just, you know, always trying to stay ready. Um, you know, especially L.A., they come hard. They dump it, and then they uh, they have guys coming on us right away, right? So uh, I always got to be ready for that, ready for every team uh, doing that. But um, obviously there's a nice little little break um, usually, and uh, I'm just hoping that we, we get the goal and uh, get up. And I thought today it was just it, it was massive when we were able to get the power play, especially in the last, uh, in the third period when, when Leo got that, got that goal. I mean, just a battle in front and we're able to come up with uh, with the goal and that's massive what about your game personally you're going as good as you've gone here uh the numbers show it watching you play shows it uh, does it feel that way thank you um <clears throat> yeah i feel great um you know how you know a lot of 
a lot of like stats and stuff like that's a result of how everyone plays um, you know including I mean my D have been fantastic for me my forwards have been coming back for me hard and um, been making huge blocks um, you know so it's not just me out there and uh, just huge thank you to all the guys in front of me and how they've been playing um, you know so um, Gotta keep on rolling here. It's a funny game. You stop breakaways, you stop two on ones, you make all these great saves, and the only one that goes in comes from a long ways away <laughs> through ten guys, and yeah. all of a sudden it's past you. Did you just not see it, or? Yeah, it was a tough one. Yeah, it was a tough one. I uh, I just didn't want to. I, I didn't want the Oilers to get three shutouts in a row. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean it was tough. Uh, that obviously ties the game up one-one too. Um, so from there, it's just it's big how we responded, and I think that's that's how it's going to be moving forward. You know, games are going to be tight. Um, you know, for the rest of the rest of the year. So it's going to be important for us to st stick it out and play playing games that are, you know, 1-1-0-0-2-2. And um, I, we, we got the guys to do it. The next shift, McDavid goes out, owns the puck, draws the penalty, gets the power play. You guys score. That yeah. would be leadership, I would think, from your captain. Is that fair? Absolutely. Um, when we got scored on, he went out, and you could just tell that he was... He was seeing red. He was just, he was going after it. And um, you could just see in the way he was skating, um, the way he was battling uh, both ends of the ice. Um, that is leadership. Um, he shows the way. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's why we love him. Well, we love him more but, uh, for the person he is, but, but we love him for that too. All right, there we go. A lot of love for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. That is Stuart Skinner, 20 saves tonight. Oilers beat the Los Angeles Kings. 3-1. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. In that circumstance, go to our website, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurants. Come in and check out their new location at 3975 Calgary Trail. Uh, by the way, the power play story, uh, Edmonton wound up going two for four. The Kings were 0 for four. There was a little bit of four-on-four four time as well, Rob, that uh, big collision with Bugstad uh, shoving Ayafalo into the boards there just as the whistle went. Yeah, dangerous play. Uh, I would. I, we talked at the end of the period. I would have been really upset if I was Ayafalo as well. Uh, that's that's scary. That's how guys get hurt. Uh, dangerous play by Bugstad. Obviously a penalty. And then Ayafalo uh, responded, but no, you can't do that. Guys can get hurt in a serious way that way. Uh, what about uh, Byfield's penalty? Probably the one, the, the one that the referees. <laughs> well, it wasn't a penalty. Tonight. That right. was one where the back referee uh, saw uh, saw something that didn't happen. As Bouchard just lost his footing, it happens. It was uh, but it was the wrong call. Fortunately for the LA Kings, they killed that one off, and it didn't come back to bite them. But that one wasn't a great call. Other than that, I thought I thought the referees did a fairly good job tonight, kept the game going. And thing, if you're the LA Kings right now, uh, the one thing that would be frustrating, yet in a positive way as well, they held the Oilers to four goals in two games. You know that the empty net goal doesn't count in that. So they, the best offense in the league, I think Connor had two points in the two games. The only sad side side for that is they lost both games, but they did a good job. They played well. And that's what makes the the series between these two teams would be tantalizing because these two teams are fairly evenly matched and exciting games. And there's a bit of a hatred out there now. And they played angry at times that you're just excited. You, you want this, the Anaheims and the San Jose games to get out of the way because you want to get to the playoffs because this team is rolling right now. 
and you want to see what kind of damage they can do come April, May, and hopefully June. All right, 3-1, the Oilers win in Los Angeles. We have Sir Robert on the Certainty Hotline. Good morning, Sir Robert. Go ahead. Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Oh, and obviously, tonight was the... I thought tonight was one of those games where you know, the first period is, is the, I thought was really a grind. It looked like, looked like both teams, I don't know if they were... I don't know if they say... I would certainly call it tight checking, but I mean... The, the shots only be three two. I don't. I don't remember the last time I saw that, but I like to. But uh, I like how the Oilers. I think, as you said earlier, stuck with it. Second and third played. I thought. I thought a decent game. I thought. I thought defensively we played. We played. We played really sound, and we held LA to 21 shots. I think last time when we shot them, they got 43. So obviously, yeah. I thought the effort. Uh, I thought the effort defensively was better. Uh, the power play, obviously, going two for four is good. Nice to see the penalty kill kind of started to rise a little bit. I think we're 21st coming into tonight. So um, but, uh, I worry about the, a little bit about the uh, the game tomorrow night in Anaheim. This might be a question for Rob. Do you think maybe is the, is, could the Anaheim game tomorrow be somewhat of a quote-unquote trap game if the Oilers are careful thinking, okay, well, you know, we just beat L.A. and now we're second of a back-to-back. Last time we played Anaheim, we beat him. We beat him six nothing, and yeah. I mean, the the others, the the intensity won't be the same. The energy level won't be the same. Uh, you can't expect it. I mean, this was a huge game tonight, so you wouldn't want to have the same type of intensity in a duck game as you do in a king game. It's got to be different. Uh, the Oilers should win tomorrow because they're a lot better than Anaheim. Um, but if you look around the league, teams that shouldn't be winning still do win hockey games. Ask the Calgary Flames tonight. They just lost to a Chicago team that was 0-8 in their last eight games. So it's possible. But to me, I just this Oiler team is playing so well right now. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the Oilers' leadership group will let them down. I think the Oilers won't, might not play as well tomorrow as they did today. They might be a little sloppier because they were excellent today. But at the end of the day, tomorrow, I do believe the Oilers are going to win and probably going to win by about three or four. Anaheim's just not a good hockey club. Yeah, and speaking of that Flames game, Rob, as we go to the Advantage Trailer Rentals scoreboard, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals, visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Chicago going into Calgary, beating the Flames 4-3. Also of note in the Pacific Division, Vegas loses in overtime to the Predators. So, again, those standings, you got Vegas with 104 points, Edmonton now with 101 and Los Angeles with 100, and Calgary remains at 87. They play Winnipeg tomorrow. The Jets have 89. All right, he got a power play goal tonight. He also got an assist. He has 99 points on the season. Here's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Is there a sense of comfort level knowing that whenever you guys need to, you guys will get a goal on that power play? Yeah, I mean, obviously we, uh, we have confidence in ourselves, and um, uh, I thought we probably weren't as clean as we wanted to be uh, in the first couple of powers and even the third one that we scored on, um, uh, me especially. But um, uh, I think the way that we just kind of stuck with it and trusted ourselves and uh, trusted the process and um, trusted the ability that we can step up and uh, get one when we need to. You're a 12-year vet, so maybe you can uh, appreciate this more than we can. Stuart Skinner's in his first full year as an NHL netminder. How do you kind of describe his growth 
throughout the first year? Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly impressive. Um, obviously, to be able to step in and uh, have such a big impact and uh, be so confident and, and his ability is uh, such a huge uh, sign for his character. And um, uh, we have so much confidence in him and uh, definitely happy to, to see him just keep getting better and better as the year goes on, too. To go uh, nine periods and give up one goal to win 2 nothing and 2-1 consecutively against these guys, what's that? tell us about where your team's at in terms of playoff readiness. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's definitely a good sign. Um, I think in the past uh, we might get frustrated and start forcing stuff, and that's exactly what they want, but we trust our ability to defend, and um, if this is the way that it's, we're going to have to play, that's the way we're going to have to play, and uh, we know that uh, um, we can score when we need to, so uh, I think just being able to stick with it and not get frustrated and not give them anything easy is, uh, is definitely a good sign for a character. In, in that vein, is LA considering the way that last year's series went, considering the way these games are, are they one of the best things to happen to you guys? Um, well, I mean, you play against a team like that, uh, I see what you're saying. I mean, play against a team like that, it forces you to defend well and, um, and not force things and not turn pucks over. And uh, so, I mean, I think... Uh, just as a group, we, we've improved on that a lot, and um, uh, we've changed a little bit about our attitude and uh, the way that we uh, approach these games. I think that's a good thing for us. How vital is home ice if you guys get LA in this in the playoffs, considering how last year went? How what, sir? How vital is it getting home ice, considering also how last year's series went? Uh, yeah, I think you obviously you definitely want home ice. Um, I think for us, starting in our home building, uh, atmosphere is insane. Saying, and uh, we want to start in front of our crowd for sure. And and I think uh, if it does come down to it, that last game is important to have uh, home ice and have your crowd behind you. All right, a little bit there from Ryan Nugent Hopkins as the Oilers beat the Kings 3-1. You'll hear from Connor McDavid when we bring you back. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Play around, good hit by Evander Kane. He drilled Gavrikov. Well, you could hear that one. It's the crunch of the game for Cougar Peyton Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. Hits in this game, 39-23 in favor of the Oilers as they beat the Kings 3-1. Evander Kane leading the way with eight hits. Nick Bukestad credited with six McDavid with five, Costin with five as uh, the Oilers leapfrog the, leapfrog the Kings into second place in the Pacific Division. Back to L.A. one more time. Here's Captain Connor McDavid. What do you think of the way you won tonight? It's the way it's it's going to be against L.A. Um, you know, that's that's the way you beat a team like that. Um, done it twice now. I think it was good for, for our group to show to ourselves that, uh, and to them that uh, we can beat them that way. Mm-hmm. Did you, having done it twice in a row, uh, does that really cement something for this team, that it wasn't just a one-off, you just did this two times? Is that... What's that worth? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we always talk about consistency. I hate to keep talking about that. I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing me talk about it. But, you know, obviously it was a consistent uh, effort, both games against this group. Um, you know, really, really similar games. I've never seen a game where, you know, shots were 3-2 after the first period. So, um, you know, low event hockey, um, you know, the little things matter. And, and um, you know, you got uh, to play that way. And, we like playing that way, honestly. You know, it's, uh, you know, yeah. 
last question for me. Maybe people at home watch that game and say, man, that's kind of boring. It's not very, it's a low event. <laughs> but for NHL guys at this time of year, that's the kind of game I think that makes, that you guys love, huh? that bonds the team. It's fun. It's fun. Um, we like playing that game. They like playing that game. Um, you know, it makes for competitive, competitive hockey on the ice. It may not translate onto the TV, but, um, you know, on the ice, it's highly competitive and it's emotional, it's intense. And, um, you know, those are the games that we obviously love to play in. Connor, can you talk about your team's comfort level in playing any type of game that's thrown at you and the growth that you've seen in that aspect over the last couple of years? Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, just being older, a little more experience in these games, you know, um, playing a series against L.A., you know, we know the game that uh, that works against them and, and um you know, that's that's the way it is tonight. Come through with two on the power play tonight. Obviously, didn't get that in the first three meetings. Just uh, how big was that, especially that second one? That first one, a little bit of a broken play, but the second one was a no-doubter. Um, yeah, to credit to them. You know, they do a lot of good things on their kill. Um, you know, they, they know our group really well. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's a game of inches and little battles, and um, we won just enough to uh, to put two in. The shift after their goal uh, was a pretty big shift for you guys. You draw a penalty, it leads to the goal. Can you, I don't know, take us through a little bit? Yeah, we talk a lot about that. You know, the, the momentum swings in a game, um, you know, shifts after goals either way are, are really big. You know, either to kind of cement um, your goal or to uh, to get momentum back right away. And I thought, you know, our line did, uh, did a good job of going out and grabbing the momentum back and drawing a power and scoring a big goal. What is it like to have this power play operating like it has all season? Four guys with at least 15 goals. Blake says that's the first time there's been that many guys with 15. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, we've been at it a long time, that group, um, you know, and obviously we've had a few net front guys kind of come in and out, but, you know, Hyman's done great, you know, Kaner when he's there has been great, um, you know, other than that, the, the core group of guys has been there for a long time, and um, it's pretty cool to, uh, to, to, to be a part of a power play like that, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not about how many score, it's about when you score, and, you know, two big ones tonight. All right, that's Connor McDavid. He has an assist this evening. Leon Dreisaitl, a goal and two assists. Stuart Skinner, 20 saves. The Oilers beat the Los Angeles Kings 3-1. Our next game broadcast, presented by Friesen Brothers, is later today, 6 o'clock for the face-off show. Game at 8, Oilers at Ducks. And, of course, Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Get more on the Oilers on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.